0: Welcome to episode 131. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the podcast, I am doing a look back episode and revisiting the conversation with Mandy Ford. She is a graphic designer and she returned to drawing after many years after inspiration struck her in a writing class and she found herself doodling. (laughs) This led her to posting her art on Instagram and then she landed a licensing deal only four months later. (laughs) I love how Mandy said yes to the inspiration that hit her in that class and to attend that class and how she followed the many nudges she'd gotten from the universe along the way. She very purposely set aside time for what brought her joy, and as she says about the moment where she returned to drawing, my soul knows something that it isn't ready to tell me yet. I know you're just going to love this interview with Mandy. Before we get to the interview, I want to say welcome, and I am so glad that you are here this week. As you probably know, this is a look back episode with Mandy, and I'm very purposely running it this week because of last week's episode, which was all about practicing the vibration of joy. And I had a couple of aha moments after speaking to the guests from episode 125 and 127, which were Fred LeBlanc and Julia Samuel. And it led me to this place of thinking about the inspiration of people that set aside time in their day-to-day to practice joy. And that's really what I see Mandy doing. She's so amazing. And so I really wanted to replay this episode, spending some time with someone who really did put it in their calendar and start doing something that lights them up in a new way and how it really just opened new doors for her. And I mean, truly changed the trajectory of her life. So I hope you will listen with that lens. If you have not heard episode 130, it's it's great. And I just feel like there's a new direction for me in this work. So go back and listen to that as well. But really enjoy this episode with Mandy. A couple of things before we get to that. My mastermind, so Liz, Julie, and I will be doing a webinar about reclaiming your confidence And it is so much fun. We did it uh, last month and we're going to be running again on April 20th. So if you'd head over to the website, you can find the registration there and we would love to have you join us. And also next week, we're going to be doing um, the episode itself is about confidence. So lots about that. And if you are new, and you want to find more about the show, uh, the website for the show is at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find more about the specific episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash Mandy (laughs) Ford. So go check that out. Um, And let's get on to this interview. Welcome to the show, Mandy. i am so excited you're here. Thanks, Paula. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'm just really excited to get to talk to you. I'll just call it out in the beginning because you're helping me out with some of the design stuff for my own site. And it's been such a total joy to get to work with you and get to meet you.
1: Oh, ditto. I'm excited to be creating some fun stuff for you. Yes, thank you. You seem
0: to just know me and like put that on paper, and I've never heard of anyone do that for me before, so thank you <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's a huge compliment so <laughs> <Aww>.
0: <laughs> well, so the first question I ask everybody
1: is, as a child, what were your earliest sparks of joy? Yeah, I love that question, and I got my brain going this morning writing down different things. The first thing that that popped in my head was rocks. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because I was a rock collector as a kid. It was one of my favorite things. I had a box full of, um, and not just like rocks from, you know, the park or something, but gemstones, and there was a little rock shop my parents would take me to. Every time we would go, I'd get to pick out a new um, little treasure, and I just loved rocks and just nature in general. So that was the first thing that came to mind, which is something I I still love. I've loved my whole life. And then just um, pattern and color and... Stationery and stickers and all that kind of stuff. I've loved since I can remember just, you know, folders with cool patterns on them. Like, you you know, when you go school supply shopping, mm-hmm. that was my favorite. Yes. <laughs> You know, like the, was it Lisa Frank? Like those mm-hmm. really colorful folders and stickers. And I was just thinking yesterday about, um, I loved, um, Poochie, which was this dog. Yes. Little stuff. Do you remember Poochie? I totally remember Poochie. <laughs> That's awesome. I loved Poochie. And I had like, I, I know I had some Poochie stuff, but I can't remember what it was. But like little stamps. I think I had stamps um, and stickers and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just those are the main things I thought of. And just um, I loved cartoons, even through like high school. It drove my mm-hmm. sister crazy because I watched cartoons way past age she thought was appropriate. But <laughs> yeah. my older sister... But, and I still, you know, now I have, I have kids, so we watch a lot of cartoons. Yes. Now too, but different than I watch because I have boys, so different cartoons, but. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I have a boy as well. And I have tried to push him. (laughs) I'm a cartoon pusher, but like, well, I guess it's not even really a cartoon, but like Fraggle Rock, like, oh. Uh, Right, yes. And Smurfs. Um, And like, there's just a whole bunch of them that I'm like, here, I'm sure you would love these. Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like it's some of that stuff has come around and it's on again, which is fun, you know, is. You your childhood, which is cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally cool. And I love that you said rocks, like, as you said that, it's so funny, because I have special memories of kind of going to the rock shop. I don't even know if that's a thing. But like, there were like all those tumbled and polished rock. I don't know, there was something about just picking which one you wanted. That was so satisfying. I love yeah. it. Definitely.
1: Like, uh, yeah, I still can remember that rock shop and the little white cardboard boxes that the rocks ran with a little label that said what they were. and Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a rock show here in town once a year that I took my boys to the last couple of years. And they love it, too. So that makes me (laughs) Mm -hmm. happy.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to find the rocks,
1: you know, the rock (laughs) show. Yeah. Um,
0: So would you like to tell us a little bit about what it is that you do now?
1: Yeah. So, um I am trying to think where to start I have I feel like I have lots of different hats right now i' I work full-time during the day not art related at a, a seminary I do marketing and fundraising and event planning and stuff like that but then in the evening and on the weekends um, I do my art so um, I'm an illustrator and a lettering artist and I'm pretty much I'm just experimenting right now with lots of different things um there's nothing I don't want to make <laughs> it feels like <laughs> So there's that, and then just you know, being mom and wife and all of that too. So, yeah, it's a lot, but it's all good stuff. So, it's great, amazing,
0: and that is so funny. I, I mean, I my background is religious studies, so I didn't even realize you were at oh, a no. seminary during the day.
1: Yes, that's so funny.
0: I know. I'm like, wow, that's a new thing to know. So, what kind, what seminary are you at?
1: Um, I work at the Earlham School of Religion. It's a Quaker seminary. Awesome. Um, uh, which is very unique. <laughs> there aren't very many Quaker <laughs> seminaries., uh, it's pretty much the only one really left. Yeah, and uh, I'm not Quaker, but it's worn off of me quite a bit. There's a lot of things about Quakerism that I enjoy, especially the silence. <laughs> mm,
0: what impact has being at a Quaker seminary had on maybe
1: you or even your like your art? Has it changed yeah. things for you? Well, I will say that I started drawing again because of someone I met here working here Mm. so I would not be talking to you I wouldn't be I think I would have found my art again anyway but I wouldn't look the way it looks now if I didn't work here Um, which I never would have thought the two would would you know connect in that way but yeah so that's a huge huge working here has been a huge uh, life change for me in lots of ways um, including my art (laughs) I think the biggest thing about Quakerism is like the silence I said but also the idea that everyone is equal. We're all, you know, part of humanity in an equal way. Um, mm. and that idea kind of permeates everything we do here. And so it's kind of, I mean, I kind of already believe that being around people that, that work towards that kind of goal every day has been really inspiring and helpful. And, um, I've grown a lot as a person working here because of the people I'm around. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I can understand that. I mean, I, I led retreats at a Franciscan retreat center, for a long time. And, well, I'm not Franciscan. (laughs) (laughs) Strange, you know, they let the, they let a Lutheran in, but, um, (laughs) but there was something about, I love what you just said. There's something about the way the presence and the space and the prayer of St. Francis, quite frankly, kind of washed over me and just kind of settled in that's just who i am and it doesn't come out that much i mean it's not a day to day thing that i talk about like here on the podcast but right. it's always there in the it's it's omnipresent in the background yeah. always you know yeah. it's like how can i be of service how how can i bring peace how can i be love how can i get out of my own way to bring the divinity in like all those mm-hmm. questions all the time but i think it's interesting i don't know if you feel or see the same thing for yourself in being in a space that's so religious and purposeful.
1: Yeah. Um, it's helped ground me in a lot of ways. And like just the the language like discernment, something, you know, they talk about a lot in seminary in general, mm. but like it's a very Quaker thing. And, you know, when we have meetings, we try to come to a consensus on decisions. It's, you know, we don't you don't vote on things and it's, you know, it's just very equal. Nobody uses titles. Um so just that kind of idea of the way you interact with people has, mm-hmm. you know, really rubbed off on me. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. and I think yeah, I think I help put that out. Like when I'm interacting with my family or with other people that don't work here or around this all the time, I think that that I've started to kind of wear off on them too.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so much good stuff. Um, (laughs) I've only been to a Quaker meeting once. I think it was in uh, when I was at grad school, and it was really it's a moving experience
1: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, well, there's so many different types too, just like any religion. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. How has it been
0: kind of balancing and balance is such a loaded word and we'll get to that last question at the end, but yeah, I mean, I'm also a nine to five person and then have a family and other stuff, the podcast and coaching and all this, but how do you find that working for you or how do you make space for each of the things that you find in your life yeah
1: um I gosh I won't say it's easy it's um it is a challenge and I think since I discovered my art again I I love it so much and I know that I'm meant to be doing it that I just find the time a lot of times I just stay up way too late (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I'm going to be 39 in August and it's starting, I'm starting to notice that I can't, I can't stay up as late as I used to. I used to be a night owl and that's starting Mm -hmm. to change because I'm just tired earlier. (laughs) Um, but, and, and I'm getting more art jobs now, which is really exciting, but I'm starting to have a little bit of trouble balancing it Mm -hmm. that I wasn't having before. So it's, I'm starting to realize I'm going to have to become more organized. I'm not an, an organizer. I'm not a, a detail-oriented type person, even though I have to do a lot of that in my job. I don't have a planner. I'm thinking, I oh, maybe I need to buy a planner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep track of things better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I usually say, I just stay up, you know, too late. That's kind of my secret. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's kind of the secret. My fine own secret fine. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, and totally hear you there. Like I, I'm 45 and have okay. noticed that. Like that. No. <laughs>
1: Just not working. Yeah. <laughs> I need well, more I'm sleep. So Today I stayed up way too late. Yeah. It's, but my kids are older, which helps. Like when they were babies. I wasn't even drawing when they were babies. You know, now that they're nine, that I you know, I can work on things while they're playing and I don't have to watch them, you know, like mm-hmm. I used to. So that helps a lot too. Yes. I yeah. fully
0: agree. I think there's a major shift that happened. I don't know if you saw it around the five year, six year mark where no, they really can go be on their own and they yeah. don't need me all, or he doesn't need me all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird and awesome at the same time.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. Now I just want to hold him on my lap and hope he never grows up.
1: Right. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, it's bittersweet.
0: <laughs> it's so bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so what led you back to drawing? I know you've you've been blogging since, what, 2008? So you've had an outlet there for a while, but what led you mm-hmm. back to kind of the art.
1: I sense there's a story kind of in there maybe. Okay. I think I, you know, I drew all through my childhood and through high school and I don't really know why specifically I, I quit. I think it was a mix of, you know, starting college and thinking, okay, I have to do something responsible and get a, you know, an a, you know, adult job. And art just didn't seem to fit that bill. And I had kind of a, an art experience with a teacher that, that threw me off. I think I got, to, I just got really self-conscious and I didn't want anybody I tried to take a drawing class in college and I dropped it because I couldn't handle anybody watching me draw, which is so funny to me now because now I don't care. (laughs) Um, But, um, so yeah, basically I didn't draw pretty much from like maybe 19 until four years ago. So 35, 34, how old am I? 34. And so I was taking a writing class here at the seminary. Um, We have these two-week intensive classes and there was a creative writing class. And I basically only signed up for it um, because the teacher is a really good friend of mine. And she was teaching adjunct for us at the time. And she was going to be going back to Nashville where she lives. And I wanted to spend as much time with her as I could while she was here. <laughs> so I um, signed up to audit her class. I was amazed at the writing that came out of me in that class. Because I don't really write, uh, do a lot of writing other than you know blog type writing. Mm. But from the first day walking into that class, I, I have never had this feeling before since... I just had this overwhelming feeling of something really wonderful was going to happen. And I had no clue what it was. I was honestly in a really frustrating, frustrated place um, with life in general at the time. And I was feeling really just raw and anxious and scared about the future. And that class felt like kind of a safe place, like something was going to happen in there that was going to help me get out of that. But I had no clue what it was going to be. And yeah, this us do a doodling prompt in the class. And I doodled just some words down, something really simple. And I started sharing those on my Instagram. And I mean, that was it. It just, that was in May, four years ago. And by December, I had a licensing deal with a, like an art canvas company. I mean, it just Mm. like happened really quick. I I don't know. I I don't know if everybody will get to experience that kind of feeling, but I hope so. Cause it was like, my soul. I even wrote this in the class. Like my soul knows something that it isn't ready to share with me yet. That's how it felt. It was a very overwhelming, just really awesome feeling. And I nothing else is compared to that sense. And it did, you know, I mean, it, it, my drawing started then and it just took off. I mean, there's so much right there,
0: like that you said yes to whatever it was. Cause I think, I don't know, it's hard sometimes to listen for those moments where maybe you sensed a little bit of inspiration or just that kind of sense of like, I need to go do this and don't quite know why. Yeah. Um, It's so easy to turn away from that when life is busy or it it sounded like you were also in a tough, other things felt hard, I guess, but I don't know. Can you, do you know what other than it was your friend and you wanted to spend time? Was there anything else
1: in there where you were like, yeah, I just got to follow this? I don't know. I think I started when I started sharing um, the little doodles on my Instagram and they were very simple. Mm -hmm. The reaction people, I started just getting such a nice reaction to them that that it just kept encouraging me to keep going. And I, and I realized that I had just completely forgotten that I liked to draw and it mm-hmm. just, it just happened so naturally and organically. I don't even, I don't remember thinking, should I do this or not? It just, it was just, yeah, <laughs> Again, <this is> what <laughs> I, in. I didn't start out thinking that it would become anything that, that could become a, a job or something that people would want to like buy or pay for. It was really just a lot of the first doodles I share were really just things like to encourage people. And that's, I mean, that's still what I do. I mean, that's one of my main goals is to just encourage people and help them to feel like they're okay. And, you know, just the way they are, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. It was never really a question of, of should I do this or not? I love that. Cause I know I've experienced it too, where it's like, this is just a,
0: I've started calling it a full body. Yes. Like there's no question. This is the thing. And I'm going to run for it, run towards it. Yeah, the show is often that way for me, or guests have become that way for me when I just know, and I'm like, yep, yep, I want to talk to them.
1: <laughs> just- yes, you, don't, you can't really explain why you know something, you just know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. ooh, I love that you followed that, because I think there's so much, what, I, I anticipate there was so much joy in then that moment where you're like, my soul knows something that it isn't ready to tell
1: me yet. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was just I mean, you know, if you want to get religious, it was It was a God thing or spirit or universe or whatever. I mean, it was just not, you know, of the world. <laughs> yes. Was,
0: yes. And I think those are like I said, so easy to like say, oh, well, that's just it's trying to distract me or whatever. But really listening because clear too that. Then that led you back to a deeper purpose and maybe something you'd forgotten or that had gotten pushed aside for a while. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Mm, I love it. So where, what does the process look like now as you approach a new piece or a new doodle or um, when you want to explore the inspiration that hits you?
1: Gosh, it's so random. It's hard to, to say exactly. It depends on what, I mean, like some things, Like if I'm creating a logo for someone, I have more of a specific, you know, like they tell me what they want and I have, you know, kind of a plan of how I'm going to create it. But then a lot of my, a lot of the pieces I create, it's just something that hits me that day or,
0: you know, I'll see a
1: quote that I really love or I'm having a really particularly hard or anxious day and I need to hear the words that I write or draw. And I know that if I need to hear them, somebody else probably does too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it just, gosh, it's a lot of it, just intuition and what I feel like making that day. And I'm trying really hard to follow that more and more and um, not overthink things too much, which I'm really good at. Mm, Yes. Uh, (laughs) It's actually getting a little harder now that I'm trying to make more of a career out of it because I'm questioning everything I do more because I want to make good choices and good decisions with my time because it is so limited.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so I'm struggling a bit with that, but I'm, I'm going to set up a few sessions with some like creative coaches to help me kind of work through that. Cause I think I need to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I love that. <laughs> I think, you know, letting myself, drive myself crazy, but
0: yeah. Well, and honing the intuition and the, but also the purposeful side of it. I think it, as, as things change, yeah. Revisiting those things is so helpful sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and I, I really, the, the idea of let it be easy, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing for you, but um, yeah. one of my, another pa- past guest and, and now delightful friend, Christy Tending, talks a, a lot about that in the, well, in the regard of self-care. But like, I, I love that you were saying that it's kind of that mindful practice of seeing it and letting something be easy instead of, my brain does it too, like letting it become complicated and thinking it out to the nth degree.
1: Yeah art art um, can't be like, you overthink it too much. It won't be your best work.
0: Yeah. yeah. Those are words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Experience, I guess, so far. I mean, I still feel like I'm very early in, in the journey. The more I overthink something, the less comes out. You know, it just all gets stuck.
0: I can see that in my own life as well. I think that's, <laughs> there's a lot of wisdom packed into that. Yeah. <laughs> it can apply to anything, I think. I'm mm-hmm. just drawing. Yeah. so you mentioned that four years ago in may you picked up drawing again and then by december you'd had a license deal how have you approached putting your work out there in more of a commercial way how how has that worked and maybe how has that felt like how did you navigate that as a person
1: oh it's interesting that first um so and i still have a contract with this company that the the one Home Goods deal came from, and that was a really hard process for me because the the process of licensing your art is really slow. I mean, it takes forever, at least so far in my experience. And I was not patient that first time, and I drove myself crazy. And when the art finally I, I got, that's the only time I've I've had something licensed so far. Really was was some canvases through Home Goods, um, which was super exciting. But it also was a case where they changed the art quite a bit. Mm. And I wasn't happy with how it looked with the final product. And I realized through the contract that I had no say in that. And I learned a lot from that. Um, I never actually saw one in person, which is weird too. Like I got pictures from friends, but we don't have a home goods near here. So <laughs> I never saw one in person, which is really odd to have your art in a store and never get to actually touch it or see it. But um, so that first one was, was clumsy and awkward. And, and I, cried a lot. And I just, I'm, it's really funny to me to think back on it now because I've just, I've become so much more patient and I can look at my art out kind of outside of my ego a lot better, which is helpful. So like right now I'm doing these journaling kits with um, Illustrated Faith. It's digital Bible journaling kits. And that's been really fun, exciting, um, and unexpected thing. Um, they just found me through Instagram. It wasn't something I was seeking out and I've, I used to scrapbook a ton. I love scrapbooking. I've always wanted to create scrapbooking products. So when they approached me, I was like, um, yes, I will, <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> yeah. So working on these kits with them has been a really good learning process and I'm, I'm getting a lot of practice in kind of that industry and, and what, you know, they're looking for, and, and I'm doing a lot more digital stuff on my iPad, which is fun. That's kind of a new toy that I've only had for a few months. So it's just a big learning curve in lots of ways.
0: It's interesting, the
1: Instagram piece. Um, I
0: adore the Instagram. Yes, <laughs> um, me too. It's Even funny. with the new
1: algorithm, I still love it.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I kind of, some, I mean, there's weeks that go by that I don't post anything, but then yeah. I've got to say, I've found a lot of people that, I don't know, that somehow it's that it's easy to remain as close as you can in Instagram, but with close to them. And it's it's funny yeah. how that's created some friendships and relationships. Yeah, me too. So I don't know, do you have any um, tips or thoughts on someone if they're like, wait, Instagram <laughs> um, for business? Like, yeah. I don't know, how do you approach it? Or how have you seen the greatest success in using Instagram in a business sense?
1: Well, I think, I mean, obviously number one, good pictures are really important and I s- s- still kind of struggle with, you know, the photography aspect. Cause it's like, there's so much competition. Everybody's a good photographer now, <laughs> yeah. but I think when I first started sharing, um, you know, hashtags are really important. And I just re- did a lot of research on like what, you know, what hashtags are, you know, I should use for, you know, exposure for the kind of people I want to, to see my art. But I think more than that, cause I don't really like thinking of it in a business way, Mm-hmm. I like to think of as just connecting with people. Cause that's, that's my favorite thing. I just love connecting with people and being able to share, you know, shared feelings and, um, being like me too. You know, I love that moment where you, you, somebody replies to something you post and they're like, yes, that's how I feel too. Or, um, that's my favorite part of Instagram. So mm-hmm. anymore when I share my art, I try really hard to think how, what can I share that will connect with people and help them today? Not just, you know, saying, oh, look what I made. Because for the most part, people want to, you want to help people get something out of what you're sharing. You don't want it to just be be all about you because um, that doesn't benefit anyone else. And I've been blown away by some of the people I've met through Instagram who've just become really awesome online friends. You know, they'll probably never mm-hmm. meet in person. But yeah, it's just, it's a really awesome community and the, the support and all the artists that I follow now. And I don't know, it's just, it's wonderful. I don't know what I would do without that connection to Mm -hmm. people every day. Oh yeah. Let's jump back to the the
0: piece about working with brands or, uh, you know, I don't know, commercialization of things. If somebody is curious um, about either how to get started in that or I don't know, or wants to explore more about that, is there a place you would recommend for someone to kind of check out if they were, or a piece of advice that you might have if somebody's like, yeah, I'd really like to try and get my stuff into home goods
1: or with another place. Gosh, it's so hard to say because so much of this for me has been completely organic. Like nothing I sought out or was like, I want this to happen. So I'm going to contact this person. I'm starting to do more of that. Gosh. Because Instagram, I think that's why the algorithm bugs me some days, because Instagram has pretty much been the main place where I've been found. I think, gosh, connecting with people is like my biggest advice, because connecting with people and continuing to learn as much as you can about what you want to do. Like you mentioned in our emails, the Pattern Camp uh, class Mm. with Jessica Swift. Um, so I took that class, um, solely because I wanted to, I, well, for one, I love Jessica and I love her art. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, um, and I thought, Oh, to be taught by Jessica, that's so cool. But then, um, I just wanted to learn how to make patterns and that class, I I learned how to make patterns, but the connections, like we have a Facebook group Mm -hmm. and the, the support and the encouragement and. Everybody in that group is so wonderful, and they all share. We share with each other, and if somebody's like, oh, I don't know how to do this, somebody else teaches you, and the connections I made art-wise is, is just invaluable. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to keep putting yourself out there, keep learning, and keep connecting with people, and it will all – I th- things just connect in the weirdest ways that you don't expect to ever happen. At least that's been my experience so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, the classes, um, the drawing classes I'm going to be teaching with big-picture classes – I have a friend, Lisa, who works for them, and we met years ago online through scrapbooking. She worked for a scrapbooking like website, and she was kind of my scrapbooking mentor, <laughs> and we're Facebook friends, and so we have been for years. And she reached out to me back in like January or something to see if I'd want to teach these online drawing classes. Um, I never would have ever expected that connection to lead to teaching drawing classes, because I didn't even draw back then. <laughs> So I just, I love that. Like how, you know, things can just turn in ways you never expect just friendship.
0: Yeah. It kind of the daisy chain of events or the through line of of life is so fascinating and so funny that Jessica Swift comes up. um, Cause I have to say like, she's one of my through lines. I, I mean, years ago, probably 2008, 2009, she had a, an old blog, before she even published her book with Michelle Ward, but she's eventually the person that then led me to Michelle Ward just by oh, okay. their connection. And then I remember that book. I didn't have, I didn't buy it, but I
1: remember seeing
0: the declaration of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a good one. You, you should go pick it up. Yes, I'll you. put a, I'll put a link in the show notes for everyone, but yes. it's about finding your creative, I don't know, kind of your creative purpose and yes. defining it. And, and I think the last part of it is and shouting it from the rooftops. Those two are magical together. <laughs> funny. But, yeah, just I love what you've said about putting yourself out there and also just, like, giving yourself the space to explore. Because I would have never – I mean, I started a blog and had no idea why. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then it was like I found her and then I found all these yeah. other things. And and then that turned into a podcast. So Right. Um, yeah.
1: It's, it's funny. Just don't know what's going to come up for you if you just keep I, – I keep seeing this all over the place, people saying just take the next right step. Like, just – keep taking one step after another, just doing what you think is right. And, you know, it'll all pile up into something, you know, awesome at the end. You just have to keep trusting that you're doing the right thing, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that trust. I mean, maybe that comes down to faith or, yes. or whatever, or just kind of tapping into who, you know, you are on the inside, but just trusting it's going to be okay. And I know that's it's hard. That's hard. hard. It is hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: daily, <laughs> daily. struggle. <laughs> so true yeah because yeah of people through my art but it's always just for my own sake too because life's just hard
0: <laughs> hmm, yeah well and talk about that for a minute because i i know a lot of people maybe i know in creative pursuits the argument it would be well i don't have time but yeah. what i feel like when i've followed the thing whatever it is it feels like it's it's kind of what I'm going to say the balm or whatever, but like it offers itself in a way to me that like makes everything else easier. And I think you kind of hinted on that talking about how much you love it and you make time for it. But
1: I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit more too. Gosh, it just all feel, I don't know. It all just feels, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but it's just very magical because You know, as soon as I start getting down or feeling like, okay, something's not going to work out, something else pops up just, you know, the right time. I don't know. I, like I said before, just continuing to follow uh, your intuition and and what you think you should be doing and what feels right. It's all just, there's nothing logical about it really. (laughs) So it's hard to explain unless, I don't know. I I want everybody to have that happen for them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like, I don't, I hate when I hear people say how miserable they are in their job or, you know, whatever path they're on, because I want everybody to find, you know, that thing that their purpose, and it doesn't have to be a paying job, but you know, the thing that, that they were given before they're even born, that was just put there for them to put out in the world, you know, cause we all have, we all have one. We just don't all get the pleasure of figuring it out while we're, while we're alive, I guess. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: So well stated.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Gave me goosebumps.
1: I'm very philosophical today. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, what is the work? And this could be art or it could be anything, I guess. Um, What's the work you're most proud of? Hmm.
1: Being a mom is like the thing I'm most proud of because I haven't, I mean, they're, I'm doing it. I mean, it's... (laughs) 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 like like, yes okay and you might have seen i don't know if you look at instagram stories at all but so yesterday you know my boys they're nine years old they're they're both pretty crafty and artistic which makes my heart very happy and they're taking an art they're in art camp this summer um it's just two afternoons a week and they go to the park and they make all sorts of crafty things yesterday they made books and we were leaving and we pulled onto the highway and my son's book flew right he had his window down it flew right out the window Mm-hmm. And they both started crying like immediately. like they were already so attached to these books they had made. And of course, I like I parked the car in the median and I ran out. I you know, ran out into <laughs> four lanes of traffic and got his book. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I think just the whole process of motherhood, like how brave you have to become and humble <laughs> and it just changes it's changed me in ways I never thought. It would, and you just don't know until you go through it. But anything I do with art, my art or anything else, I, I don't think it could be any more, you know, proud of than just forming these two human beings and hopefully, you know, not screwing them up too much along the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, like I talked about running out to get that book because that's something that Mandy about 10 years ago wouldn't have done because I've had to fight a lot of I, – I was – I was raised with a lot of encouragement, but also, I, I don't know, I had to, I've had to get over a lot of feelings of, of expecting something to always go wrong, like expecting the worst. Even though I know I have talent, I've kind of had to fight this kind of battle in my mind of, you know, yeah, you're good at this, but you shouldn't push yourself too hard or you shouldn't go for too much because it's probably not going to work out. So that's been something I've I've really had to try to push through because I can kind of sabotage myself um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when things start getting too good and I kind of push myself back. And I, and I, so that's been a real struggle for me. And I'm really proud of the fact that I've realized that and that I'm working through that. And motherhood has certainly forced me into that as well, because you want to give the best example for your kids and you want to teach them to be confident and brave and all that stuff that you know, and most days you don't feel like being yourself. Yes. i be brave that. today, but my kids are watching me. So, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Cause it does, it does put you outside of yourself maybe in a strange way. Yeah. And that can yeah. be from, I mean, I've found it to be like both in actions and deeds and things that I say to other people. Like I always want to be a good example of how we can be to each other, but I mean, also just in the, like, you know, middle of the night accidents when you have to go oh, clean okay. up, whatever, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. oh, I'd really rather
1: be sleeping. And so it's yeah. that constant, like, yeah. And I feel miserably. I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we can't be brave and courageous all the time, <laughs> especially in the middle of the night when there's, you know, sheets that are wet or whatever. But <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know, you understand my, uh, where I, I was going with that. Yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> My tip, buy an, an extra set of everything, including yeah. the bed sheets, like
1: the sheets <laughs> and the little mattress guard, everything. Yeah. Buy it all. Two piece, Two pairs. My boys have bunk beds. So especially when it's the top bunk in the middle Uh-oh. of the night, you know? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boys. They're pretty. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I I can feel what you're saying about that. The. I don't know. I feel like someone's work recently has called it that, that upper, the upper limiting beliefs where when you bump up against that thing that you feel like, okay, this is more than I'd ever dreamed of. And, and then somehow the voice inside says, you should play smaller.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like who are you? You know, yeah. like that's the, the thing that comes to my head. Like, yeah, so-and-so has a, you know, awesome art career, but who do you think you are? Like, that's not, that's not what you're made for. And then I have mm. to say, no, that could happen to me too, you know, and yeah. Talk back a little bit to that, that voice. Mm,
0: Yes. Yes. I
1: I have a healthy, healthy dialogue with that inner (laughs) kid
0: slash critic all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is interesting because I think there's a parallel there with knowing your own inner space and kind of those things that came up from when you likely were a child, but also seeing your own child, you know,
1: like kind of, I talk to my inner self the same way I talk to my son sometimes. Right. Oh yeah. Gosh. It's it's just oh it's a challenge. Yeah. Cause my boys are twins, but they're totally different. So I mm. see parts of me and both of them different parts of me and it's fascinating and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I love it. Yes. You know? <laughs> oh yes. <Yeah>. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so if somebody is curious about finding you, where can they find you? On the internet or on Instagram. Yeah
1: pretty much on almost every social media platform. It's, it's Mandy Ford art, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then my website's just Mandy Ford.co. No M just CO. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram. Like that's my thing. So I post, if I don't post on a day, I'm probably sick or something. Cause I, Mm. if I don't make something new, I post something. And let's see, you said you also had some classes coming up. Um, is it with big picture classes? Yes. Yeah. So, um, The the first one will be uh, doodling, Um, doodling nature is what it's called. And it will be, I think it will go up in August. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't seen the videos. We haven't finished that much of it yet other than the the filming. So, but they told me August probably for that one. And then in October, I think will be the second class and it's um, creating um, a lettering piece with um, your own handwriting. So kind of making hand lettering out of your own handwriting. So I'm excited about that one
0: yes i love it i love that the dude
1: nature piece too it seems like it ties back to the old love of the rocks and all that back. <laughs> yes and cl- clouds um i'm obsessed with clouds so that's the main thing i draw in that class is clouds so yeah i could stare, Very at, stare at clouds all day <laughs> yes
0: we do uh well we will either link to it or you can find them in the show notes uh, depending on when this goes up um so let's jump to the last couple questions. We kind of talked about balance a little bit, but I don't know if you have a little bit more you want to add around what does balance look like for you day to day or some people prefer the question phrased
1: as how do you maintain harmony in your life? Yeah, I've oh gosh, over the last few years, I've really learned how to say no. I, I grew up as a major people pleaser, and I think a lot of that. so I was a my dad was a minister, so I was a preacher's kid. Um, so life was a lot about just, you know, appearances and keeping people happy and, and being the, kind of the perfect role model child. So I mean, nothing against that a great childhood, but, um, I realized, you know, I can't be a people pleaser anymore cause it was wearing me down. So I only say yes to things I really want to do. And I make sure I have space to, you know, just sit and relax or read or thankfully my, my art, my drawing is relaxing for me. So when I'm working on, I'm um, an art piece. I'm working and, you know, relaxing at the same time. Most of the time, I don't know. And like, I, I've seen a lot of parents talking about summer break, how they're busier than they are during the school year with their kids. And I, we have the one art camp. That's all my boys are doing. My, my favorite thing about summer is not being scheduled. So I think you gotta have time to relax. <laughs> and some people love being busy. I don't, I, I have to have a lot of downtime. Mm. Um, so it's just being really intentional with planning your time and knowing your limits and, my limits are pretty. I don't know what word to use for that. I just I can't be super busy, or I, I burn out really quick. Yeah. So learning your limits and sticking to them, you know, and saying no, and not being not feeling bad about it. <laughs> mm, yes, the permission to say no is yeah. Because people be worried out by it, you know, because ever people want you to do things for them, and you mm-hmm. know can't do everything.
0: No, no. I love that. That that is. I love that answer. Um, well, and then last and most joyfully, what are three ways that you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world or in other people's lives?
1: Okay. I love that too. And I wrote down a bunch of little notes. So let me think of my favorite things. Um, okay. So one last time I was just talking about how much I love clouds. So I heard somebody say or read something the other day about how we all need to take time to look up because we're all like either looking down at our computer or our phone or whatever look up to look at the sky to look at the trees um nature isn't inspiring for everybody but i think just it can be a metaphor for just taking a break from whatever you're doing but just take time to look up to take deep breaths to relax because i think a lot of us get so tense and anxious and you know worked up about everything we have to get done and you know you can't go on like that (laughs) and you can't you can't give to others if you're constantly stressed out like that so um Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be one just looking up, taking breaks. And then that one kind of ties into like just being kind. That's kind of my biggest thing in life is just focusing on being kind because I used to I have a lot of anxiety and I've figured out how to work through it. But a lot of times my anxiety comes out as crankiness and I don't like that. So I <laughs> I think being focused on being kind to people and you know it can be the smallest thing just smiling and talking to the cashier at the store obviously being kind with your, your family, you know, like sometimes we can let all of our crankiness out with our, the people we love the most. And that's not, that's not good. So that's just, just something I try and focus on a lot, especially if I find myself falling into that like cranky hole, (laughs) it's to -hmm. just focus on being kind Uh, It's so simple, but it's so hard to some Mm -hmm. days. And then the last one, I'm just giving, giving freely to people. That's something I'm Mm -hmm. Working on too, because I think a lot of times when we give, we expect something back, and I think that's maybe just human nature. But I've learned that, like I said before, I've learned that through like the artists that I've met, how generous they are with their advice and encouragement, and it's taught me a lot about giving without expecting anything in return. And a lot of times, how when you do that, you get something back that you didn't expect. So that's another thing I'm I'm trying to focus on too is just not having an agenda with people, just giving just for the sake of helping them and, you know, feeling good about that and seeing somebody thrive just because of a kind word you gave them or, you know, like somebody asking me the other day how to do something in Photoshop. And I was like, oh, I know how to do that, you know, and telling them how to do it. Yeah, that just feels good. And it does come back to you in ways you never, you know, expect. Yes. Hmm. Oh, I love all of them. Very much.
0: Thank you, Mandy, so much. It's been a total joy to get to talk to you. So thank you for
1: being on the show. So nice. Thank you for asking me.
0: Mandy, thank you so much. I'm so, so honored to have had you on the show. And if you guys didn't know, Mandy also did my logo for uh, Jumpstart Your Joy. And she's just a delight to work with. If you want to find out more about her and how to get in touch, you can find out more at the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash Mandy Ford. And be sure and follow her on Instagram. She posts so many uh, just amazing and delightful images. You're going to want to find her there as well. And tell her I said hi. So let's see, while you're over at the website, be sure and sign up for the Reclaiming Confidence webinar that my mastermind and I are doing. It's running April 20th. That's going to be a live call. You can interact with us and uh, we'll be walking through some really lovely observations and having a lot of fun along the way. We had so much fun doing it a couple times. This is going to be our third time running it. So. Head over to the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com, and you'll find the registration for that. And let's see, next week on the show, you're going to hear from Julie and Liz and I as well. We recorded an episode. The first half will be run on my podcast about confidence. And then you're going to hear the second half over at Liz's show, which is Midlife. Sh- midlife. So... It's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of confidence building. (laughs) So I hope you'll come back next week for that episode. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.